This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we are early. For our weekly visit with Joey Harrington, brought to you by Mods PDX, but that's for good reason. We've got Ducks basketball coming up at 5.30, and we don't we don't punt on the J. Joseph Harrington segment, particularly when we need a hot bourbon update. Uh, but first things first, here is Joey. We've got um, USC week. I always ask you this, Joey. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being most worried. Where is your worry meter for this USC game? Ooh. Interesting question. Wasn't prepared for this off the bat. Um, okay, I'm going to preface by saying it's November, right? So that automatically makes the worry meter go up, as we've discussed. There will of the top ten teams. What do we say? What I think I said six teams will lose this month. Yeah, that's what you go, said. I might even say I might even say seven. I mean, just it just happens every year. Yeah. Um, the fact that Alex Grinch was fired. The week before, like there's, there's the, you know, whether you want to call it the Antonio Pierce effect, like there's this, I'm not saying SC is going to all of a sudden become a top 10 defense, but you can't deny that they have some talent on that side of the, you know, there's always talent at SC. Uh, So there is the likelihood of having some sort of resurgence. That being said, Oregon is by far the better team uh, in all areas. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, Caleb Williams is a hell of a player. So all that put together, my worry meter is at six. Six? And a half. Six, six and point a half. five. Okay. Well. Yeah, I don't think I can go seven yet because that just seems a little excessive. But, like, there is there is something. Like, look, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Like, we're, we're talking about three games. Two against, well, I guess. You know, SC isn't a top 25 team anymore. And one on the road at Arizona State, which is all, like, you never want to go on the road at the end of the season. Um, like, this is, funny things happen, and that just makes me a little nervous. I think my worry meter is actually higher than yours. I would probably go seven and a half because I feel like we're writing USC off because they're not having the season we thought they could. At the same time, all they do is play close games. I mean, the, Washington did not blow them out. The, the fumble no. and the penalty killed USC's offense. The thing about USC is if if they make mistakes like that on offense, like they scored the go-ahead touchdown against Washington, but it got called back due to penalty, and then they took a sack, and then they had to punt. That right there is going to kill them because their defense will never pick them up. 
right? So so they it's got to be their offense. Okay, okay, but but stop. So here's the thing that gives me a little bit of pause. Is this the week? Like I've seen so many times a talented group of players playing for a coach that they don't respect. They like there was a moment in the game last weekend where Alex Grinch put his hand up to break the team down on the sideline. All right, come on guys, they're coming out of a tight end and or a timeout and literally nobody put their hand up with it. <laughs> they just walked out onto the field like if you have a talented group of players that are playing for somebody they respect, somebody that respects them, like that, that all of a sudden changes things. So I don't want to like jinx it and say, this is going to be the week that they, you know, that SC all of a sudden, you know, becomes an incredible defense because it's not, but there is the possibility that this might be the week that they get a little bit better on defense because there's no more guy that they absolutely despise running the show. No, that's a great point. That's true. So I'm going to go ahead and go to eight. I'm now eight on the worry meter. I would say this, and this is an interesting question for you as a former player, because this, because my perspective on this is a total fan perspective or, and even kind of a gambling angle on it. But I keep going back <laughs> to that. Thanks for the honesty. Yeah, I'm, I'm being totally honest. I keep going back to that full body cry by Caleb Williams in the arms of his mother. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, it's okay for men to cry. He cares. He was exhausted. Stop hating on him. But why I keep going back to that is he let it all out. It And perhaps it signaled that that was their last stand. They knew that they had to win that game to still accomplish their goals. But by losing that game, it's all over. That's what that signified to me. And now you go to cold, wet Oregon, best team you've played all year. That could spell disaster. Is is that is that something disaster for who? For USC. For USC. Okay. I, I think okay. he was. I think that that moment led me to believe. Yep. Wow, that was the end of it because he. They left it all out there. They knew they had to win, and now that they didn't, mm-hmm. then they make changes on the defensive side of the ball, and it's like, okay, we're, we're punting, and maybe you get a USC team that's just defeated at this point. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that either. I, I literally had that same thought as he was, you know, covering himself up with his mom in the stands, and and th- that was having been in that position where you literally just put your head down and fight, like you've invested. He has invested so much of his life of like everything so far in. In college football, right? This is literally like this is. We're getting into a, a different discussion and one we don't have time for because we only have one segment today. I think. Um, no, we have like, two. We have it, two. Oh, we have two. Yeah. Okay, good. We're just going earlier because of the right rocket, or because of that. Got it. Yeah. Like, Expound if you like. Is, there you go. This that's absolutely what it said to me. Mm. Like he realized that what he had worked for, like because this is for so many people in that position, it isn't just what you do. It's who you are. He is the reigning Heisman trophy winner. He is the quarterback of the university of Southern California, the, the school in the conference, which has the most tradition, which all the entire country's eyeballs are on. And yeah, at that moment, there was the realization like, damn, like maybe like th- this, this is over. So I, I don't, I wouldn't put that situation by him either. Like I could honestly see this going either way, which is why it is so it's one of those wild card games that has me on edge. Yeah, I agree. So as we watch this game early, what is an indicator to you that it may be too close for comfort? 
Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to want to see, well, I guess there's two things because this is going to be a, if Oregon can stop USC just a couple times, right? I want to see, I want to see if Oregon can put SD in some third and long situations. I want to see how they do on first and second down Oregon's defense. Right. Because inevitably, if you end up, you know, if you give Caleb Williams second and four, third and one, you know, he's just going to he's going to go all day. But if you can put him in a few third and twelves, third and fourteens on the road, wet game at Autzen, right, the crowd like that, that's the situation where you can stop them, create a turnover, get a little momentum. Conversely, I'm going to see I want to see what USC's defense does in the first quarter. Because if they come out and they're fired up, you know, a new coordinator, see Alex Grinch, you know, we, we got a new passion, we're ready to play. Like, that's the kind of thing that could be sustainable through the rest of the game. If they come out and just get trucked in the first quarter, they'll cash it in. Like, the, the, those guys, I, I've seen SC do it a thousand times. Like, they're every single year, they are that incredibly talented collection of individuals that if you can put it together and you can. And, and if you can somehow find a way for them all to play for a common purpose, they are a hell of a football team. But if they break off and say, I'm just going to get mine, screw it, then anybody can beat them. What is that? I mean, what's in the water at USC that that they have that element of it and that they can't get back to elite? Well, but see, I, I, even when they were elite, they had those type of players. Mm. Right. That I'm, I'm not, I think it's, it's a coaching issue. You know, it's, it's, it's recognizing what Pete Carroll was able to do with that group for so long. Right. That because the makeup of the USC's players hasn't changed. Right. They've always been the four and five star kids who've been propped up since they were eighth graders who, you know, come to the, to the glitz of, of Los Angeles and are told how great they are and, you know, this is a stepping stone to get to the league. And, you know, once things start to go sideways, well, you know what, I'm just going to make sure that I get mine. But Pete Carroll was able to create an atmosphere where all those egos could exist, where all those egos could get stroked, but still have them playing for a common, a common goal, which, which is really difficult to do. There are very few coaches who can take those type of egos and take those type of players and put them all together and consistently put out winners. Yeah. That's why he's a hall of famer, man. That, that guy, Pete Carroll, incredible. I just, I don't really understand why people don't go back to what he did and, and sort of pick his brain on what he did at USC. Like he's, he's been the only guy in the last five or six well, you guys. Can't, you can't recreate personality. Okay. Like so, it's, so it's yeah. unique to Pete. See, to me, it's like yeah. a toughness thing, you know, bringing in more of a defensive minded coach, bringing in some toughness, but also allow that flash. Like you're talking about, it wouldn't seem to be that hard, but maybe it is. Maybe it's, it's it, it is. I mean, it truly is like, it's, it's, there are only certain coaches who are able to connect with like it. It's how do I say this? Certain coaches are built for certain teams, mm. right? Nick Saban is built for a certain type of team. Pete Carroll is built for a certain type of team. 
You know, even like Steve Mariucci was built for a certain type of team, right? He was built for San Francisco, a team full of, full of leaders and vets, you know, and, you know, he was not built for a team in Detroit that was full of, you know, a bunch of high first round pick young, you know, screw offs. Like there are certain coaches who are built for certain situations and it takes a special type of guy to be the head coach at USC. Anybody can go in there and win eight games. There is talent literally coming out of, you know, spilling out of those buildings and you can go out and win eight games with that kind of talent, but it takes a special type of coach to put that all together and compete for a championship every year. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Do you have, is there somebody that's out there, even if they're coaching another team that you think is, is a good fit at USC for those reasons? Hmm. I don't know. I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about USC coaches. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, I was, I was going to say, and, you know, half jokingly, I was going to say Dan Lanning, but um, the reason that I think Dan is such an incredible fit at Oregon is because there is a, there's still a blue for as much as Oregon is flash and uniforms and visibility and, you know, breaking the mold. They come, Oregon's program comes from a very blue collar, less than mentality, right? It's, yeah. Utah, it's, it's what Utah is now, right? Yeah. So you can take that blue collar mentality, that blue collar foundation with a guy like, because both Lanning and Tosh both came from, say, you know, the, the school of Saban. You know, they've tweaked it a bit to make it their their own. But you can take that type of coach with a blue collar foundation and make it work. I don't think a guy like Dan Lanning and, you know, God, the, the guy's a phenomenal coach. And I don't want him to go to SC, but I don't think that's necessarily the type of guy that you need at SC. I think you need a Pete Carroll. I think you need a guy who's going to be a bit more flamboyant, a bit mm-hmm. going to have, you know, going to you know, let the guys go out and be seen down at, you know, uh, at the Laker games. Like there, there was you know, the Jimmy Johnson type of like, how do you play into that Miami, that, that SC, like there's, there's a very specific type of coach that, that thrives in those situations. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, the more I think about it, the Seahawks, you know, when they were winning or going to Super Bowls and winning one, they were like that, you know, he, it's, it's, it's very true. It's a very like Pete Carroll. Well, you think Mar- yeah. Marshawn Lynch wasn't exactly, <laughs> isn't the picture of like, you know, buttoned down disciplined, you know, Mar- Marshawn Lynch was having fun. Yeah. Right. Those, yeah. That's what Pete Carroll's all about is like the, his teams have fun and that works for some, for some teams and not for others. All right. We're with Joey Harrington here each Friday. We're on a little bit early with Joey because ducks basketball coming up at five 30. His segments are brought to you by mods. PDX. The future of building is here uh, coming up next. We're going to ask Joey who should be more nervous. So we've talked about Oregon USC, but what about this Washington game? And uh, I have probably won the bourbon already, but just in case I haven't, we'll check in on that next as well. More with Joey Harrington when we return on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington, and uh, we we spoke a lot about Oregon USC. It's a very interesting game, and in, in you know, it's I, I, if I'm a Duck fan, I'm a little nervous. What about Washington? They're playing Utah, and, and Utah's kind of ha- in the same boat as USC in a sense that both of those teams have kind of slipped back uh, from the, the, the head of the race in the Pac-12. Washington's at home, just like Oregon is, but who do you think should be more nervous, the Ducks against USC or Washington playing a banged-up Utah team? I think these games are both similar in the fact that you have to be careful. You have to take you have to take them seriously, but at the end of the game, it's going to be a three touchdown win. Mm. I mean, I, re- I really do think this is going to be a fifty-five to thirty-four type of type of game. Um, you know, maybe it's forty-nine twenty-seven. I don't know, but I think it's it's going to be similar for for Utah and Washington. Um, we saw what a really good offense did to Utah's defense a couple weeks ago. Penix is 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 going to do the same thing. I don't think that Utah can can compete with Washington. Oregon and Washington are the class of the conference right now. Um, that being said, you know they, if they sleep on them, Utah's the type of team that'll come up and bite you. So I, I don't think that I, I think these are very similar in that you can't look past them. Um, but I don't. At the end of the day, I don't think that Washington and Oregon. I think it's going to be one. Both of them are going to be one of those games where you look back and it's like, oh. If you only look at the score, you're going to see a couple touchdown win, but and and not quite realize what was involved in the game. Yeah, do you see any scenario really where Washington and Oregon don't meet in Las Vegas? Well, we haven't talked about Oregon State yet. Next week, well, Washington can lose that game though and still be in Vegas. Uh, it, you know. Well, Washington can still lose that game, but if but Oregon and Washington both play Oregon State, that's my point. Mm. Right, because if Oregon State beats Oregon, correct? If if my math is correct, then Oregon State would play Washington, right? No, I think they would. Yeah, yeah. It, I just am. I don't know, man. I I think the Ducks are going to get Oregon State this year. I do too. 
I do too. But do you see the yeah, question was that's the, the path, scenario. Yeah. yeah. So the beavers <laughs> are the only thing standing yeah. in the way. In my mind, and and the be and that game's look. That is, I don't know what the hell happened against Arizona. I mean, maybe Arizona is just a really good, you know, a really improved football team. But this Jonathan Smith coached team has has sneakily and steadily scared me all year long. Like it's that one that it's at the end of the year. It's like God, why do you have to play them last? Like what? <laughs> I, I'm just having like flashbacks to. You know, when I was playing, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I'm having flashbacks to when I had to play Jonathan Smith to get, you know, mm-hmm. to win the conference, to to get to the Fiesta Bowl. Like, there's just something that just, oh, I, it just makes me uncomfortable. And I think they're a really good team. And and if you're asking me what you know what could keep that Oregon Washington matchup from happening, it's Oregon State. All right. What did you think of before we get to a, a bourbon update here for the people? What did you think of the uh, Big Ten? punishing Jim Harbaugh, sitting him down for the last three regular season games for, uh, for spying? Um, I think it's tough. Okay, I'm going to make a, a, a few statements here that can all be true. Okay. I think it's tough for us as fans to make judgments without knowing all of the information. Okay. I think that sign stealing is a natural part of the game. I stood across the sideline and, and was standing next to Don Pelham and stealing signals against Oregon State and then be like, hey, DP, uh, they're going heavy package and they're running the ball. Like, everybody does it. And if you don't do it, then, you know, shame on you. Now, that happens during the game. I don't know the specific rules about sending somebody to covertly record signals. Like, are they breaking? I, look, I... I just think it's hard at the end of the day, I think it's hard to have that type of punishment come down until you've had, I don't know if due process is the right phrase, considering that the NCAA is is a gutless and and meaningless organization at this point, right? Um, So I don't know. I think all of those statements can be true and at the same time conflict with the with each other in some in some aspects do you think it's yeah do you think it's possible harbaugh didn't know what connor stallions was doing or to the extent (laughs) okay not a chance because they have to prove that right like that that to me is the big thing here is they're going to have to prove that harbaugh knew otherwise it's going to get never going to be able to do yeah it's going to get hairy then in court i think uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I cannot see any scenario where you are sending a staff member on an airplane with company or with university, you know, university purchase credit card to go take video of another team and then come and stand by your defensive coordinator and tell them what they're going to do as you're stealing, as you're looking at the signs on the sideline. Like there's, there's no, there's no way that you didn't know what's going on, but how do you prove it? Yeah, that's the key. All right. Uh, you draw my name for the, for the bourbon that I'm going to win on Sunday. Is that right? I do. Yeah. Well, no, I draw your name on Monday. <laughs> Oh, the, okay. the ticket sales for everybody else who is not going to win mm-hmm. um, are are closed on Sunday night. So, and and I just got to say, I, I mean, such a huge thank you to you and Sook, and um, who, by the way, didn't invite me to the Metallica concert. 
Um, and and everybody who was listening on Wednesday when you guys had me come on, I mean, we did almost three thousand dollars in, oh, in great. sales. Good. Just during that segment, which was massive. We're sitting at about thirty thousand dollars right now. We did sixty thousand dollars in sales last year for our scholarship, which which if to endow fully endow a scholarship in perpetuity costs us one hundred and twenty five grand. So if we can do that again, get to sixty five thousand dollars this year, we can we can endow a scholarship in perpetuity forever um so i mean it's like we said i, I hate this I, I hate this part of i love running a nonprofit. like i literally get to give scholarships for a living i hate the fundraising side of it uh i hate the fact that um you know nobody likes asking for money but i feel good doing it and and be for two reasons. One, because we've got a hell of a prize, like that Pappy 20 year. And it, it's funny. I put out a, uh, I put out a, a review, Zach Johnston, the, the whiskey writer who helped me, helped me pick it out, essentially said that the single barrel Weller is the exact same as the, as the antique collection, William LaRue that came out, which mm. is such high praise. I mean, it's, it's a unicorn bottle or four unicorn bottles that you would win. So I feel good knowing that we've got a incredible prize. And two, I feel good knowing that our students are going to benefit. Like this isn't just an Oregon specific. This isn't an Oregon state specific. This isn't, um, this is literally the entire state of Oregon, urban, rural, um, you know, like it's, it's for everybody. And, and what we're trying to do is a long-term play to make sure that our state is taken care of. So, um, Love it. yeah, it, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and, you know, if we can, during this during this segment here, get to 35000 and get mm-hmm. some good momentum going into the weekend, that would be absolutely incredible. So there, there's five bottles, including a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, four bottles of Weller. One person mm-hmm. wins all of them. $100 per raffle ticket. You can buy as many as you want. And you can go to HarringtonFamilyFoundation.org and buy them right there online. We have some links up on our Twitter and Joey's Twitter as well, so you can find it there if you're on social media. But uh, it's super easy. Uh, I bought a, a couple, and you know, it took me maybe thirty seconds. So it's and great cause. Not only that, um, could be a good gift for the holidays for the uh, bourbon lover in your family. So, uh, like I, we talked about last time, if you love kids and you love bourbon, this is for you. Yep. If you don't love bourbon, but and you love kids, this is still great for you. Or if it's if you're like you and you hate yeah. kids but love bourbon, this is definitely for you. Most so, definitely, you know, it, it it checks all the boxes. <laughs> well, I can't wait to win. I'm I'm really looking forward to my five bottles of whiskey that I'll share with you. Uh, thanks. And you know what? Even if even if you don't win, I, I'm pretty sure that you know we might be able to send you know oh. send you a bottle or maybe some other people who you know oh. who contribute. At a necessary amount, we might be able to say thank you in some other ways. So, well, thank you. you. Know. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best. We're going to keep pushing it through the weekend for you, and hopefully, uh, we get over uh, what you guys did last year. So, it is. You're right. I mean, we always did a fundraiser with Special Olympics for many, many years and raised a lot of money over the years. But it's it's always a little uncomfortable to ask people for money. Um, you know, particularly in times like these, and so it's like you know, it never gets. Yeah, it never gets easier. Like no. that's the thing. I've been doing this for. You know, since I retired 13 years now, and um, it actually never gets easier. No, it doesn't. But our listeners are kick-ass, man, and they they showed it on Wednesday, and I think they'll step up for you this weekend, too. So uh, let's get it done. Uh, Enjoy the USC game, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, Joey. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you. All right, we'll see you. That's uh, Joey Harrington each Friday, a little bit early this week, because we have Ducks basketball in the 5 o'clock hour. 
Uh, he is courtesy of Mods PDX. The future of building is here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 